Today's podcast of In Conversation with God on the Relevant Radio app is brought to you by ScepterPublishers.org. Scepter Publishers brings you the finest in Catholic spiritual reading. For more information, go to ScepterPublishers.org. Today's reading from In Conversation with God is for November 30th. The topic is St. Andrew. Andrew was a native of Bethsaida and a fisherman like his brother Simon, whom he introduced to the Lord. He was a disciple of John the Baptist and one of the first to become a follower of Jesus. He pointed out to Jesus the boy who had the few loaves and fishes so that our Lord could work the miracle of the multiplication. St. Andrew preached the gospel in Greece and died a martyr on an inverted cross. Part 1. Andrew's First Encounter with Christ They came and saw where he was staying, and they stayed with him that day. It was about the tenth hour. The Gospel informs us that Andrew and John are the first apostles to follow Jesus. Soon after our Savior begins his public ministry, the following day, he meets John the Baptist and two of his disciples. Seeing the Lord as he passes by, the precursor says, Behold, the Lamb of God. Christ then calls the ones who are the first to be closely associated with his person and mission, and they respond immediately. Jesus turns around, and seeing the two following him, says to them, What is it you seek? They say, Rabbi, which interpreted means master, where dwellest thou? He says to them, Come and see. How friendly our Lord's invitation to them must have been. Now Andrew, the brother of Simon Peter, was one of the two who heard John the Baptist and followed him. That day Jesus speaks to them with divine wisdom and human charm, and they remain committed to our Lord for good. After many years have passed, St. John records the exact time of their encounter in his gospel. It was about the tenth hour, about four o'clock in the afternoon. He never forgets the moment when Jesus says to him, What do you seek? Andrew will also remember that decisive day. Neither of the apostles ever forgets his crucial encounter with Jesus. To accept God's call and live as one of the Lord's intimate friends is the greatest grace a person can receive in this life. The joyful day we accept the clear invitation to follow the Master is an occasion we will always treasure in our heart. The grace of vocation is always an unmerited gift. The more divinely inspired it is, the more highly we should esteem it, since our calling illuminates the whole panorama of the future for us and gives meaning to our life. The call of vocation is often a gradual realization we come to understand in the peace and calm of our prayer. At times, however, as in the case of St. Paul, his invitation is manifested in a fashion as clear as a flash of lightning, which tears open the darkness that clouds our perspective. The Master may also simply put his hand on one's shoulder and say, You are mine. Follow me. 
The person in question is then filled with joy and goes and sells all that he has and buys that field where his treasure lies. Like a collector of fine pearls, the soul concerned discovers the pearl of great price among the many gifts of life. Jesus encourages the first disciples, Come and see, he says to them. In their personal dealings with the Lord, Andrew and John learn what is not immediately apparent to them through his words alone. Through frequent prayer, we too can grow to perceive the many invitations he addresses to us. We will then have greater intimacy with Christ and thus be able to follow him more closely. While we are speaking to him now, we might ask ourselves if we are striving to be attentive to the promptings of his voice. Do we respond fully to what Christ asks of us, since he has wanted to depend on our support? Let us remember that the Lord is always present in the world, just as he was 20 centuries ago. Now more than ever, Jesus is seeking men and women to collaborate in this divine venture for the salvation of souls. Responding positively to his invitation is immensely worthwhile, since it entails cooperating in an enterprise of eternal significance. Part 2. The Apostolate of Friendship Andrew told his brother Simon, We have found the Messiah, the Christ, and he brought him to Jesus. The meeting with Jesus leaves Andrew overjoyed. His newfound happiness is a tremendous grace he yearns to share with others immediately. It is as if he were incapable of keeping so great a blessing to himself. The first one to meet Andrew after his definitive encounter with the Lord is his brother Simon. St. John Chrysostom comments, After Andrew spends the entire day with Jesus, he does not keep the treasure for his personal benefit, but hastens to share it with his brothers. Andrew's enthusiasm over this discovery when he speaks to Peter must have been remarkable. We have found the Messiah, he exclaims. In the particular tone of voice proper to someone who is completely convinced, Andrew encourages his brother, perhaps tired after a day's work, to visit the master who is at that moment awaiting him. We read in the Gospel of today's Mass that he led him to Jesus. In imitation of Andrew, we too can lead our relatives, friends, and acquaintances to Christ by speaking to them of the Lord with confident conviction. This personal testimony is appropriate for the man or woman who is filled with joy over the salvation Jesus offers. So wonderful is the news that the individual in question hastens to spread it to others. It is a proof of sincere fraternal charity. Anyone who truly finds Christ, in a manner, encounters him for all his closest relatives, friends, and colleagues. Perhaps at a particular juncture in our life, Christ revealed himself to us, and we have been dealing intimately with him for many years since then. 
Like Andrew, we too, through the grace of God, have had an encounter with the Savior, and so understand more clearly the meaning of the hope we are called to share with others. The Lord often makes use of the bonds of blood and friendship to call other souls to His service. Family and social ties can often be the occasion for the hearts of our relatives and friends to go out more fully to Jesus. At times, He is prevented from entering their lives because of prejudice, fear, ignorance, mental reserve, or laziness. When friendship is authentic, however, no great effort is needed to speak of Christ, since sincere confidence follows naturally in its wake. Friends interchange points of view and insights with ease. It would be unnatural for us to refrain from speaking about Christ, since He is the greatest discovery we have made in our life and is the motivating force behind all our actions. Through the grace of God, ordinary friendship can be a divine channel for a profound personal apostolate. Backing up our cheerful words of hope for those we deal with every day, many will be able to discover the very same Jesus who is ever at our side. St. Peter, as perhaps we ourselves have done, found him through his being reflected in a person with whom he had regular contact. In the words of St. Jose Maria, One day, perhaps an ordinary Christian, just like you, opened your eyes to horizons both deep and new, yet as old as the gospel. He suggested to you the prospect of following Christ earnestly, seriously, of becoming an apostle of apostles. Perhaps you lost your balance then and didn't recover it. Your complacency was not quite replaced by true peace until you freely said yes to God, because you wanted to, which is the most supernatural of reasons. Apostle of Apostles Perhaps you lost your balance then and did not recover it. Your complacency was not quite replaced by true peace until you freely said yes to God, because you wanted to, which is the most supernatural of reasons. And in its wake came a strong, constant joy, which disappears only when you abandon Him. We have found this joy in following in the footsteps of the Master, and because of it, desire many others to share in our happiness. Part 3. The Call of Vocation detachment, and promptness in following the Lord. A little later, as he was walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and his brother Andrew, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, Come and follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And at once they left the nets and followed him. This call is the culmination of their first encounter with the Master. Like the other disciples after him, Andrew responds at once. Each of them practices heroic detachment from his material possessions so that he can follow in the footsteps of the Master without hindrance. St. Gregory the Great comments on the definitive call of these fishermen. 
He concludes that the kingdom of heaven is all the more valuable, the greater the extent of the earthly riches we forego for the sake of the kingdom. Our surrender to Jesus, whose life intermingles with our own, must be total. Peter and Andrew leave a great deal behind them, given that both lose the desire for their possessions. The Lord wants to depend on men and women who are pure of heart, people with big hearts not tied to earthly goods. Each Christian is called to live this spirit of dedication in accordance with his or her personal vocation. There is no room for anything in our life that does not serve completely for giving God glory. When we have recourse to the Master, who is so very close to us every day, what could we possibly hold back for ourselves alone? In one way or another, Christ enters into our lives too. The virtue of detachment helps us to stay at Jesus' side as He goes forward on His mission at a fast and steady pace. It is not possible for us to keep up with Him if we have too much baggage. We cannot be left behind on account of a few material possessions that are not worth our excessive concern for them. At times, Jesus issues a personal call at an early age. At others, one's vocation becomes clear in the course of one's mature years, when we have only a short distance to go before we arrive in His presence. Such variety in the time the Lord chooses to call each of us is shown in the parable concerning the laborers who go out to work at different times of the day. Whichever our own case may be, we are called to respond with the joy the evangelists express when they recall the circumstances of their own definitive vocation. Jesus is the same now as then. He is the one who invites us to accompany him on our way. Tradition recalls how St. Andrew died praising the cross of his crucifixion, since it was the means for at last drawing him finally close to the Master. Hail, O cross! Receive the disciple of him who hung from thee, my Master Christ. O good cross, so long desired and now awaiting my thirsty heart. In tranquil joy and exultant security I come to thee. Thou hast received the beauty and loveliness of the members of the Lord. Do thou now receive me, and take me from men, and join me again to my Master, so that he who by thee redeemed me may by thee also receive me. Whatever is most difficult for us to offer Jesus will be easy, if we join our own sacrifice to the loving oblation of Christ. In Conversation with God is based on a seven-book series of the same name. It is produced by Relevant Radio in an exclusive partnership with Scepter Publishers. For more information or to order your own copy of the book, log on to scepterpublishers.org. Scepter is spelled S-C-E-P-T-E-R. That's scepterpublishers.org. This podcast is protected under U.S. copyright laws and is made possible through the generous support of our listeners. To donate, click the Give button on this app right now or visit RelevantRadio.com. Be sure to join us again tomorrow as we continue the conversation.